0: Okay, all right, Matthew 18, and starting with verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Okay? This is a very, very very powerful spiritual scripture scripture there. Uh, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose shall be loosed in heaven. Then he says again, if two of you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done, Two. So that means that there has to be agreement. And where we're going to go today, we're going to talk about some very deep spiritual aspects of the word of God, recognizing that these deep spiritual things that God talks about is intended for us to be victorious here on this earth, on this physical earth while we're here. But so many times we don't understand or we kind of just poo-poo it or pass it off. But God is saying something very profound there but in order for us to live like this we have to really understand the spiritual realities that are in this world that exist in this world you cannot get by without them you can't get around them we have been able to believe in the un- we have to be able to believe in the unseen world and the unseen power of prayer but it starts with having our eyes opened. Now we sang the song today, Open Our Eyes. And we had a prayer line here to this morning for discernment that your eyes should be opened. So I believe Holy Spirit is telling us, we as children of God, to really understand what this um, uh, biblical, scriptural, uh, what the basis is behind is behind having your eyes opened. Okay, we're not obviously not talking about your physical eyes here. There's something a whole lot deeper than that. It's your spiritual eyes. So that you can understand things that are going on. It has also been said that... We don't know what we don't know, okay? You don't know what you don't know because if you knew it, you'd know it, (laughs) amen? So you don't know what you don't know, but it's also true that you can't see what you cannot see, okay? What you can't see can't be seen by you because obviously you can't see it. Sometimes the enemy has so clouded our vision in life that we, we need God to break in with that light, you know, the enemy works on us and tramples us every single day of the, or every single minute of the day. To open our eyes, God has to open our eyes so that we can see supernatural events that are unfolding behind the natural scenes. See, there are things going on in our lives. We go day to day to work, school, or whatever it is that we're doing, and we don't realize the spiritual activity that's going on behind it. God has created you in his image to see and to know and to understand these spiritual real- realities. Okay? And don't forget, what does the word of God says? God says, that he created us in his image all right? And when you stop and think about that Why do you think the devil Gives you such a hard time in life Why do you think there's so much opposition Well if God created you in his image That means that the devil Every time he looks at you He's being reminded of God okay? Every time he looks at you He's being reminded of God Alrighty. and he hates that he hates that. He hates God for all that God is he hates the fact that he was relegated to what he is kicked out of heaven and so on so every time he looks at, at you he thinks of God there's a spiritual reality around us that we are often not aware of we often go through life being spiritually blind to what is going on with our prayer requests and challenges in, in this life if you go to Second Kings you know where it talks about Elijah is there and where he um, uh, uh, prayed oh Lord open Open the servant's eyes because remember they were surrounded by all of the enemy there the armies were, were against them and they looked out and all they could see was thousands and thousands of chariots and Elisha prayed to open the servant's eyes so that he may see and God opened his eyes and then he could see that there were hundreds of thousands of angelic uh, chariots round about the army Okay, so they were always there But he just simply could not see them He simply could not see them So we need that, we need to have our eyes open So that we can see the spiritual realities of what's happening in our lives When we are waiting for God to do something in our lives (coughs) We can't see what's happening on the spiritual realm On the spiritual level, okay, you just can't see it From the beginning, Satan has been afraid That we will have our spiritual eyes open Satan does not want your spiritual eyes open Because then you will become aware Of what he's doing in your life And you'll take actions to to prevent it And to stop it That's why the scripture says Although we, we walk by faith and not by sight Okay Sometimes God will choose to let us see something supernatural To bolster our faith Or just to get our attention When we're going astray Sometimes God will choose to let me lift that spiritual veil, so He or She can see what's going on, so that they don't go and go down the wrong path. Supernatural does not mean necessarily seeing something, uh, seeing something spooky or creepy, you know, like all these horror shows on TV or hearing something. It simply means that supernatural. The word "super" means outside of the natural, where you will be given an insight outside of the natural course of business. Okay, it could be something in your life that you're praying for, praying about, and something that you really really struggling with and that supernatural revelation could be something that would be outside of the confines of, of man's information that would come to you okay in other words if you're waiting for something and it requires an action by some other other individual God will make that thing happen in your life regardless of that individual and then you'll say well gee whiz how did that happen okay that is indeed uh, 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 that is an initiation for you into the realm of the supernatural where God made something happen that that normally no man could have done. Okay, Or some maybe someone was in opposition, was opposing you and giving you a hard way to go. And God all of a sudden just removes the barriers from around you. This is a supernatural intervention and you've had a touch of God's supernatural action in your life. So we need to be able to desire those things and have our eyes open. When God opens our eyes, it may be in the form of a prophetic dream. Okay, and I won't, that's a whole sermon in itself, so I won't go there too much, but it'd be in the form of a prophetic dream. It could be in a vision, or just simply a strong knowing and understanding of something that is happening in your life. Okay, where, where you just feel like I, I've got to do this Or I better not do this I've got to go here or I better not go here This is God giving you a supernatural touch Where he's telling you something Which is outside of the natural means of communications from, from someone And although we should not seek supernatural experiences Just for the sake of seeking supernatural experiences But we should seek God and trust That he will give us what we need at all times There's nothing wrong with crying out to God To open our eyes when you sense that you aren't seeing what he really wants you to see. And we've all been there, you know, and and in more common everyday language, it's like, what am I missing here? (laughs) You know, you have things in your life and things just aren't, what am I missing? What am I missing? Okay, so instead of you asking that question and trying to figure it out yourself, then ask the Lord to open your eyes that you may see what it is that's going on around you that you are indeed missing, okay? Because what you are looking for to miss, uh, what you're looking for in terms of what's missing, you may be thinking of, on the physical realm. Okay? Did I forget to sign some paperwork? Did I say something to someone? Did I insult that person? You know, what am I missing? Okay, you really need to get to God's level of being on the supernatural. Okay? So again, although we should not seek supernatural experiences just for the sake of seeking supernatural experiences, we should always seek God. And He will give us what we need. There's nothing wrong with crying out to Him and asking Him to open your eyes. Okay? We all have blind spots. Uh, whether it's personal or whether they're spiritual blind spots. We're all in With spiritual warfare. So cry out to God. Ask Him to flood your heart with light to open your eyes so that you can know what it is that He wants you to see. Amen. There's a lot to be said for the supernatural abilities of prayer. Remember what Matthew 18, 19 said. Okay? If two of you, two or more of you, if you gather and agree, amen. Being in agreement is very important. Being in agreement is important in your families, in your relationships, obviously in the ministry. You can't have a ministry that's not in agreement with the operation because then it will be divided and, and, it'll, and it'll fall for sure. Okay? One of the things that I've been praying about is the world and especially this country the condition that it's in. Over the last several months a year and change alright and again I'm not going to, going to wax political here and get into a political discussion but you know where the country is, is going I mean it's a matter of immorality and just things in this nation not going they're going away from where God would have them to be and so it's very very important that we be on one accord in terms of prayer that we be in one accord in terms of prayer. But it doesn't always seem that prayer is indeed the answer. It's obvious that uh, um, the answer to prayer is you do not, in James 4 2, it says you do not have because you do not ask. Amen. So we need to ask. In addition to praying as in individuals, we need to pray collectively as the body of Christ. Now, this is where we're getting to the important part of this message here before I turn it over to Brother Brandon. It's easy to wonder if praying together actually changes the world, okay? And I've given us a lot of thought. And I've said, gee whiz, we sit together and we say, yes, we're going to pray and we're going to pray, but how do I know that my prayers are actually manifesting and impacting world events? I'm talking about beyond your, 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 your personal lives. What we need to happen is we need to have a, have a, have a, have a, a relighting of Holy Spirit in our lives in the body of Christ. Things in this country in order for it to change, there are so many lies being told about on all sides that it's hard for you to, 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 to believe, you know, you don't know who to believe when you think they're telling the truth, all of a sudden you find out that it's a lie and so on. So where we're going in this season ahead of us, we need to come together and we need to be in prayer. But how do we know that this prayer is not just a philosophical or some, or some theological, logical concept? Well, I'm going to relay something to you that Holy Spirit shared with me that I found that is a matter of written record. It says that during the dark days of World War II, British Major Wesley Tudor Pole proposed what became known as the Silent Minute. Proposed what became known as the Silent Minute. He suggested that people devote one minute each evening at nine o'clock to praying for peace. Both King George VI and Prime Minister Winston Churchill supported the idea. On Sunday, November 10, 1940, the radio station BBC radio station began broadcasting the chiming of Big Ben. You all know Big Ben, the chiming of Big Ben as a signal for the silent minute to begin. Begin chime for the silent minute to begin. US President Franklin D Roosevelt encouraged the silent minute which spread across land and sea to battlefields, air raid raid shelters, and hospitals. After the war, now after the war, a British intelligence officer was interrogating a high-ranking Nazi official. He asked him why he thought Germany had been defeated and lost the war. The Nazi official replied back to him, During the war, now listen to this, During the war, you had a secret weapon for which we could find no countermeasure. Which we did not understand. But it was very, very powerful. It was tied to and associated with the striking of Big Ben each evening. I believe you all called it the silent minute. Okay? So this Nazi is saying there was something that was going on that they were aware of at 9 o'clock when Big Ben Big Ben was striking. that everyone was united together in prayer. And he's saying, he said that the Nazis, they had no way of overcoming that. Alright? In 1994... 1994, a British group revived the silent minute. It has become a global movement to this day. It has become a global movement with more than 124 million people praying on a daily basis. Each evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, that's 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 6 p.m. our time here in the Pacific, I will, he will join, um, he said, they join millions of others in praying for our nation and the upcoming election and everything else that's going on in your hearts. And this is something that I am going to start doing as of today. At 6 p.m. today, I'm going to spend, stop and spend one minute, one minute, and I'm going to set aside time to be with God in agreement. With all those millions of other people that are praying on this planet. At this time, I'm going to pray for this nation. I'm going to bring forth any needs that I have. But it's one silent minute. Okay? And this is where Jesus is talking about if two or more are gathered together. Okay? And you agree that mighty things can be done. All right. As that Nazi official noticed that during that time at 9 p.m. when Big Big Ben was chiming, he said there was something going on there that was greater. We had no countermeasures for those actions. They associated with the prayer. So I'm asking you today to join me, to join me. We all have smartphones and calendars and way of keeping track of things. One minute. Take a one. Make a one-minute appointment with God at 6 o'clock every single day. Take a minute out of your life to just devote to God, to praying for this nation, to praying for your needs, for praying for this world. Amen? Because Jesus said, we're two or more. Amen? If you agree, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So this really happened during, after World War II. It can happen again. It can happen again. So what I'm sharing with you today, the thing that i found to be so important, that this is, this is really an example of the supernatural realm actually touching the natural realm, where it takes it beyond the philosophical, theological, and brings it down to the very practical real world, where we see that prayer can indeed work. Amen? Amen? So I encourage you to pray on it, think about it. Six o'clock today, when that alarm goes off in your smartphone, do so just take out a minute. All it will take is a minute and lift up to God. Uh, go to God in prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. With that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Brother Brandon to share with us.